0: This is Rabbi Wanreb beginning Parshas Vizos Habrocho for the program Shnaim Mikro. This is of course the last parsha of the entire series, and it's my <coughs> privilege to deliver the seven brief Shiurim uh, which are now coming up. The Paso begins Vizos Habrocho. And this is the brocha. The vov would seem to connect this parsha to the previous parsha of Ha'azinu, although it is not entirely clear and the meforshim disagree as to exactly what the com- the connection is. However, some meforshim, including the radak, believe that this vov is not uh, necessarily an indication that this parsha is connected to the previous parsha. Not always, writes the Radak, is the vav a chibur, a connection, and that there are many parshios that begin with the vav because that's the way a parsha begins, and the most obvious example of this is the entire Chumash which begins Ve'Eleh Shemos. And although the Midrashim do find connections between Shemos and Chumash Barashas, but the Parshat Pshat is that the Vav is simply a, um, uh, an indication of the beginning of a new Pasha. I would like to share with you, however, what the Midrash says, different versions of the Midrash in the Sifri and in the Yalkut, an interesting connection between Vezos HaBrocha and HaAzinu. The Medrash says that whenever we find a Novi, including Moshe Rabbeinu, who gives a harsh, critical message to his people, the navi always balances that with a message of Tanchumim, a message of comfort, and a message of Barucha. And the Novi, I'm sorry, the Medrash gives many examples of that with the other Neviim, with Yishayahu, Yirmiyahu, etc., But, of course, the main point of the Medrash is that we have this with Moshe Rabbeinu too. Ha'azinu has some harsh words in it for the Jewish people. In fact, the Holchum Mishdivorim from the very beginning can be read as a rebuke from Moshe against the people, certainly the first few psukim and Parshas Ha'azinu. And therefore... When this parsha Vezos Habrocha begins, it is connected to all the previous rest of the Chumash Tavorim, and that is until now we were giving harsh, critical messages. Moshe was giving the Jewish people some tough words. Now he's switching into a different gear, and he's giving them beautiful, beautiful blessings and brochos toward the end of his life, and so the parsha begins asher Moshe ish This is the blessing which Moshe, the man of God, gave to the Jewish people as he said goodbye to them lifnei Moso before he died. Now here it's it's important to note the many connections between. The brochos that Moshe Rabbeinu gave to the Shvotim in the Zos and the brochos that Yaakov gave to them also lifnei mosso, before he died. Um, and he also began his brochos with the Zos. There are many connections, and we'll point out some of them uh, in these brief Shiurim. The interesting thing is, to me, that Moshe Rabbeinu here is called Ish Ho'elokim, which literally means the man of God, or perhaps the godly man. And there are various perushim as to what it means, Ish Ho'elokim. The Targum simply says, Nivi Yod Ish Ho'elokim means that Moshe spoke in his role as a Novi of God. The indication here, the deeper meaning here, is that these words of Moshe, although they were Moshe's words, were in some respect nevuah. There were some respect inspired by the ribon shalolam, which gives these brochos a very very special weight. And he of course gave this uh, these brochos lifnei Moso, as Rashi says, imlo achshov e when is a better time to give these brachos than the moments, the days, the moments before he died. And the posuk begins, as Rashi says it, the first few psukim, before Moshe Rabbeinu gets to actually give brachos to Reuven, to Yehuda, to Levi, etc., he gives divrei shevach to the ribona shalolom, divrei shevach, words of praise, About the Torah, and Moshe said, "Hashem mi Sinai bo, v'zorach mi Seir l'omo." God came from Sinai, and He shined from Seir to them. Now, what is what exactly does this mean? Obviously, we're alluding to the Torah which was given in Sinai, and although, again. Um, mef- uh, pashtanim, Mepharshim, who are very shot oriented like the Ibn Ezra, says that me Sinai here, there's a, often a switch. The letters Bays, Vav, Mem, and Fe often are interchangeable. So me Sinai here means Bis Sinai. God was in Sinai, and that's where he gave the Torah. However, the simple translation is that God came to the Jewish people from Sinai. And we know the Medrash that says that God came out to greet the Jewish people like a Choson comes out to greet the Kala, Mi Sinai bo. What does it mean that God shined, or He shunned, S-H-O-N-E, upon them from Seir? What does it mean, He appeared from the mountain of Poron. Of course, Rashi mentions this The Chazal, understand that the Rebonus Shalom came to the Jewish people in Sinai after he had already offered the Torah to the children of Esav in Seir and the children of Yishmael in Har Poron. So God came to Sinai after already having tried to shine his light upon Seir, but didn't work. He tried to appear majestically to Yeshmoel. They wouldn't take the Torah. They asked, as we know, the major says, Chazal say, what is it written in the Torah, can't steal, can't murder. We're not going to have any of that. But God came to the Jewish people from Sinai, and he was already coming from Seir and Poron, and bringing his light to the Jewish people after his light had been rejected by other nations of the world, the Asah May Rivavos Kodesh. He came to them along with tens of thousands of holy angels. That's the pshat that Rashi gives here. The Imom Miktsas Rivavos Malachei Kodesh. May Rivavos Kodesh. Some of the ten thousands. Of um, the Malachim. There are millions of angels. Lo kulam velo rubam, God came with some of them. Not, says Rashi, like a king, most kings when they come, they go all the way, they bring their entire entourage. When the Ribonishlom came to give the Torah to Am Yisron Harsinai, he came with a, a small representative sample of the Malachim. V'asa me rivivos kodesh. Mimi no. Esh Dos Lomo in his right hand the right hand always uh, indicating special Chashivu, uh, special importance special Chiba Yemin Mekarev special love, special welcome God with his right hand gave them Eish Dos which you could perhaps translate as a fiery law a fiery Torah a Torah written out of letters of ha, of uh, of fire. And the Torah considers praising God, praising the Jewish people, praising the Torah. Even when God loves other nations, even when he is favoring other nations, he is being misnaheg with them, he's conduct, conducting himself with them. Even then, All of God's God's holy ones, all of the holy people of Israel, are always in God's hands. Kadoshov could mean all the Jewish people, or as Rashi seems to prefer, Navshos Hatzadikim, the Kadoshim, the holy people, are always with Him. Veheim Tukul these people, the Jewish people. They are always beaten, oppressed, crushed at your feet. Um, That's how um, Rashi understands it. That they are ra'oi. The Jewish people are ra'oi, deserve God's favor. They pressed themselves, they crushed themselves under the mountain to receive your Torah. Yiso midabrosecha. And they carried your words. Rashi says the mem of midabrosecha is really part of the yesod, part of the word. It's not a mem that indicates from dabrosecha, but Yiso midabrosecha. They carried your words. Rashi gives examples of other places where the word mem is attached to the Shoresh, Dalad Beis Resh, and it simply means the words, the words of Torah. And the apostle continues with the praise of the Torah and says, Torah tzivalonu Moshe, morosho kehilas Yaakov. Moshe gave us this Torah. It is a, uh, an inheritance, or perhaps better, a legacy for the entire congregation of, um, of Yaakov. That's the Torah. Vayihi vishurun melech. And Rashi says this means that God, Vayihi haKadosh Baruch Hu vishurun melech. God, through the Torah, became the king over Yeshurun. Yeshurun is a name for the Jewish people. Why are the Jewish people called Yishurun? Very interesting that the Meforshim um, say, and the Netziv says this in the Perish Dovor, not here, but in Parshas Emor, and by Yikroch of Gimolam Lamed Beis, the netziv gives a yesod, that whenever you have a word with the ending Vov Nun, it's Lahaktin. It means to diminish, to contract, to shrink down. So, Yeshurun means the people who are Yashor, but it's referring to the Jewish people as Yashor, as straight, as fair, as just, in a small way, mini-just, mini-Yashor. That's Derech Chibo. When you want to speak about someone that you really love, you speak of him as if he was small and short in stature. Little Yashor, yushu, Yishurun. Interestingly enough, in the Sidur, we have an indication that this is true. The Jewish people are called Yeshurun out of God's, uh, as a pet name, so to speak, that God has for them. In the Siddur we read um, in the, Tvila, near the beginning of the Tefillah every day, that we are called Yeshurun because of the special Ava and Simcha that God has for us. And in the commentary in the Sidur Otzer HaTfilos, in the commentary known as Iyun filo he says that Yeshurun means not the little Yoshar, the little Yisroel but rather the very Yoshor. Yeshurun means according to the Ion Tefillah Yoshor Shebe the Yoshor of Yoshor is Yeshurun. In any case, Yeshurun is a name for the Jewish people and in Yeshurun there was a God as the Melech. Other Mephorshim have different interpretations of Melech and interestingly the um, Ibn Ezra quotes Rabbi Yehuda Halevi, and Rabbi Yehuda Halevi says that Melech refers to the Torah. Fa Yehi Melech means that the Jewish people had a Torah, and a to- the Torah is called a Melech because just like a Melech gives orders and we must obey it, so too the Torah gives orders and we have to obey it. That is how Rabbi Yehuda HaLevi explains psukim phrases like in, uh, in, in the Sefer Shoftim, Ein melech be Yisroel. There's no king in Israel. Rabbi Yehuda HaLevi says that means there's no Torah. There's no law. There's no Torah law in uh, Yisroel. So, but following Rashi, Hebrew Yehuda Melech, God became king over Yeshurun. When did God become king? When everyone is together, when the Jewish people are together, as Rashi says, when the Jewish people live in peace with each other, then God is the Melech. Yeish when it's not Behesa Yisrael, when the Jewish people are internally divided, when there's discord and Machlokes, then God, Kabayochol, is not our Melech. So here is the background, the Torah, the Malchus of God, with which Moshe Rabbeinu begins this parsha. And now he launches into the actual Baruchos. And he begins with Reuven. Now Reuven needs a special Broch. As Rashi says, after all, we remember the story of Bilha, of the fact that, literally speaking, um, Reuven did something very unseemly with Bilha, his father's wife. There are, of course, other pshotim which modify the sin of Reuven, but nevertheless he did something wrong and there was certainly a lack of kavod av in what he did. So Reuven is, uh, what should I say, vulnerable and need a special boost of a bracha. This is how Rashi understands the address that Moshe now gives to Reuven. It says to Reuven, Although Reuven is vulnerable to curse, Moshe Rabbeinu blesses him and says, may he live, as Rashi says, in Olam Haseh, and may he not die in Olam Hapo. Other Mepharshim point out a different reason why Reuven needs a special bracha to live and not to die, and that is because Reuven was going to war, right, Uh, Ruven and God and Hatsi Shevet Menashe were going to war from the east side of the Yardain to the west side of the Yardain, and they were ready to go and be um, the avant-garde the the, the front runners of the army and therefore they would be vulnerable to military um, uh, casualties so therefore Moshe Rabbeinu gave them this special brocha Yechiru uvein vi al yomos, and vihimisov mispor. One interesting pshat is that the al yomos, also the al, the not, the negative of al, also refers to vihimisov mispor, so that it would mean. Yehira uvein the al may uvein live and not die. Va'al yehi misav mispor and let his not let his population Misov would be his population not be few. mispor would mean few in number. We have a pasuk in Yeshaya, for example, ushaor eitz yaarom mispor yehiu. When you're speaking of a few trees. A few trees, you refer to it as Mispor. So here too, let them not be um, Mispor. That's an interesting um, uh, shot that I found in the commentary Da'as Mikro on uh, the Hemis of Mispor. Of course, Rashi uh, understands it differently, and that is that May Ruvain be counted that his population, the tribe of Reuven, be counted together with all the other Shvatim, not excluded because of the Maase Bilho. So here we have Reuven's bracha. Now, the Moshe Rabbeinu goes on, one more posuk before we reach Shani to the Brocha for Yehuda. And this too begins, Vizos. As the parsha begins, Yehuda's bracha is also, Vizos. Vizos li Yehuda. This is the bracha for Yehuda. Vayomar, and Moshe Rabbeinu said, Shema Hashem Kol Yehuda. May God listen to the voice of Yehuda. Why does God have to listen to the voice of Yehuda? Why does Yehuda need special uh, prayers that his prayers be heard? Um, Rashi has a, um, a a pshat alpi drash, but alpi pshat, Rashi says, because Yehuda was of course going to be David and the kingdom, and the kings were going to be going to war, and therefore their tfilos had to be especially heard. And therefore, Rashi says that each of the tfilos of Moshe here. Are references to different kings, descendants of Yehuda, David, Shlomo, Asa, Yehoshaphat, Chizkiyahu, who all went to war and needed. The Shema Hashem Kol Yehuda Nildes Shmaya, that God should hear their tfilos. Viel Amo to as Rashi says, may they be able to come back to their people from the war. Viel Amo to bring them back from their far flung battlefields back home. Yodov Rovlo, Rashi says, may the hands of Yehuda battle for him. Rov means in the word Riv, Yorivu Rivo, may the hands of Yehuda fight well, the Azer Mitzarov and may Yehuda have help from his enemies. Rashi says that this specifically refers to the wars of Yehoshaphat, one of the Malche Yehuda, who received God's special Azer, as the Pasuk says. VaYisak Yehoshaphot, VaHashem Azoro, that God helped Yehoshaphot. This is in Divrei Hayomim, Beis Perik Yud So there's a kiyum an actual fulfillment in Divrei Hayomim, VaHashem Azoro, Hashem was BeEzer of Yehoshaphot, a fulfillment of this tefillah, this bracha, BeEzer Midzorof Tihya. Rashi here points out. That Shimon is included in the brochos of Yehuda. That when Eretz Yisrael was divided, Shimon had a chelek in the gorol of Yehuda. As the Posuk says in Yahushua, Perikutes, me'chevel b'nei Yehuda, nachalas b'nei Shimon. So therefore, Shimon does not receive a specific bracha here from Moshe Rabbeinu, but rather he is included in the bracha of Yehuda. And um, uh, Rashi gives a reason, not a very complimentary reason to Shimon, as to why Shimon was not included in the um in the, uh, brochas. Mefarashim say that Shimon is alluded to in the brocha of Yehuda because the bracha begins Shema, Shema Hashem. Shema, of course, are the first three letters of, uh, the word, the name, um, uh, Shimon. So we have now finished the first, up until Shani, the free to Shani, the first of the seven alios, or sections, or parcheos, of the sedra of Zos HaBrochah. tomorrow we will launch into Sheni Tishlishi, into part two. We will begin with the Brachos to Levi.